Welcome to the Rishi Mishra Podcast. I'm your host, Rishi, and it is January 6th, 2024. It is Saturday, and I'm recording again early, a day early. This recording is for uh, January 7th, 2024, Sunday, January 27th, 2024. And I have with me a wonderful, spectacular, lovely guest. The guest is Kat. Kat, how are you doing? Hi, Rishi. I'm doing okay. You doing okay? Hopefully. Hopefully? Okay. <laughs> uh, today's topic that we're going to talk about is uh, one that you know something about, more so, I think, than the rest of us. Uh, today's topic that we're going to talk about is photography. Photography is uh, uh, the thing you do, uh, most people do on their phones mm-hmm. uh, nowadays, but I think uh, you can also do it with these uh, handheld cameras. I guess a phone is a handheld camera in a sense. But um, typically, people are trying to take pictures of things and or videos. That's the point of photography. Uh, and I guess for me, the first thing I have a question for is, um, you know, everybody can do photography now with their phones. But I guess, do you have like a special camera that you have for photography other than your phone? I do. I have several. I have an actual black and white film camera. I have several Canon cameras. I have, what, a T3i, and then I have a Rebel. So these are like fancy, like professional photography type of cameras that like, you have to change the, what, like, what's, what's the, what is the driving force between you, of you getting these cameras instead of just sticking with your phone? Like, how did you decide like, hey, I wanna buy these cameras, like you mentioned several, like it's not just a oh a one time thing, right? You're you're not buying six cameras at once. I, I don't think. Like, how did you decide you wanted to buy like these cameras instead of just using your phone? Um, pretty much, I wanted to learn photography when I was in high school, but my uh, high school did not offer it. So in college, I did the black and white film. Okay. And then with the other two cameras, I wanted to kind of travel more and take photos of things. And I didn't want to take up memory on my phone because I did not ever buy extra memory on my phone at that time. So that's, I invested in that. And then I started doing some events for friends and family and that's it. Okay. So, um, when you mentioned, uh, events, what, like you mentioned travel, you mentioned events and you wanted to learn this in high school. So it's something that you have had an interest in for quite some time. Um, I guess, what are the events now uh, that you're doing that you're taking photography for? And, and are, is it just, I guess the other question that I have, follow-up question I have to that is, is it just, um, I guess mentioned with photography, it could be both a still picture or a video, I guess is my thought process, but uh, how do you see photography when you're doing it? So most of the time um, I tend to stick with still, still photos, I don't really do too many videos. Um, I feel like if I want to do a video, I need to have multiple cameras set up at different angles to get different perspectives. And I feel like I don't have that skill yet. Okay. And then, uh, sorry, the, the, the first question about uh, events and stuff, like what are you, where are you taking photographs of right now? Are you, are, are you like National Geographic out in the uh, jungle trying to take pictures of stuff? Or are you just like, like wedding events? What are we talking about? I've done a wedding, I've done a graduation, I've done a, not a baby shower, but like a baby event, but that's pretty minor stuff. Not a baby shower, but a baby event. So like you taking pictures of the baby or the, the mom and the baby or the, like the mom, like what are we talking here when you say not, I'm just trying to understand this. 
It was more like just a side party. Okay. Um, so like not are, maternal. Okay. Oops. What's what would you say your best? Um, like, cause obviously the, the, now that you bring that up, there's different subjects you can take pictures of, right? I mentioned on National Geographic, that's typically animals and whatnot, nature, um, uh, weddings and, and baby showers and those types of events. You're taking, generally taking, trying to take a picture of people and capture the event. So I guess, is there something that you, uh, love to do from that standpoint? Are you, are you more of a people person in terms of, Hey, I want to try and take people, pictures of people in whatever event they're doing. Or are you like nature? Does it not matter to you? Just want to take any type of photography, and like, it, it's it's the subject doesn't matter. I, I'm just curious how you approach that. Right now I'm versatile. Um, I do like taking nature scenes, especially I like uh, things with water and woodsy stuff. So I'll take those types of photos. I've done some off of Lake Michigan, not too many in Chicago. Um, with formal events, I like capturing people's personalities in wedding scenes too. Um, for example, I did my sister's complete wedding. Um, I got her husband and all her friends together and they all did like different things matching their personality and they were joking around during the time and I was able to capture that and put it in a scrapbook for her, which is another thing I do. Okay, that sounds really cool. Like you're able to capture an event and a, and a memory for them that'll last forever and something that like you probably don't normally get to capture in the sense that like most people when they take a picture are doing it in like a pose and they're like all ready for it whereas this is more candid and you're able to get something unique for them yeah um, more natural yeah more natural okay that sounds pretty cool have you ever gone on then like you mentioned you want to travel and take these pictures have you ever gone uh, anywhere specific that you're like hey i want to try and go here to like capture pictures of like nature or anything like that or if not is there a place that you would want to go where you'd be like hey you know what like for a day or two i'd like to go to this place try and like capture pictures of nature i mean no technically i don't have a place in mind but like anytime we go for like a hike or something um one place that i didn't have my actual cameras was um we were in i think tennessee coming falls that was a beautiful waterfall. Um, what was the falls called? Coming Falls. Okay. <laughs> All right. And it's in Tennessee. Yeah. Like, is it Knoxville, Nashville? What are we talking here? Like, east, east or west? Uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Um, I don't know. You don't know? It's okay. Um, central. Central, central <laughs> Tennessee. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, that's, that's a, but like, um, so you, you mentioned like there are certain, you, you like taking pictures of water and stuff. Um, I guess using a camera, right. It's different than using a cell phone. A cell phone. I think most people can relate to using a cell phone and Hey, you just turn your photo camera, camera app on, you know, you you put your camera onto the picture or whatever it is you want to take a picture of. It's going to auto adjust the settings for you. And then you just hit click and it clicks and it, you know, takes whatever picture and then in the background, they'll adjust and do all sorts of stuff and make it the best photo that can possibly be. Uh, and I guess the question is, though, like, I know there's multiple different settings and different features of a camera that's mm -hmm. different than a cell phone. And even on a cell phone that you can adjust, are you adjusting different things on your camera as you're taking different pictures of, for example, a picture of nature outdoors uh, versus a picture 
of a wedding or a baby shower or something like that, you know, you get different lighting, different uh, angles and different stuff. I guess, what are the different things that you adjust and change with the camera that, you know, other than just, hey, camera app, click? Well, it all depends if you're trying to get motion inside of a still photo too. Um, so that's one thing. So it's messing with the shutter speed and leaving the aperture open longer. So uh, one thing that's really popular right now, it's leaving the aperture open longer. So the aperture being? The amount of light that gets into the actual photo. So okay. as the aperture is, it's what prevents the light from getting in with all the different settings. So um, you have the shutter speed. So if something's really sunny, you're going to have a smaller um shutter speed yes because i guess so you like, want less light in the photo because when it comes in it's gonna really dry it, out it's gonna make it too bright and you're not gonna see the actual content of the photo you're just gonna see the sun effect you're or gonna not, see, just... it's gonna bleach it out so to say okay. so that way you get that idea okay. if you're doing actual film if you're developing film it's gonna look completely black okay okay so shutter speed and aperture are mm -hmm. a couple of things that you adjust is there anything else? Like, I know, like, some of these cameras have, like, I don't know, it's a, like the lens becomes gigantically long and, and you know, yes. others don't. So, like, how does that impact your, your photo your, taking? That's your focus. So, if something's closer or farther, you're going to adjust with that. So, as you have all these different camera lenses that you put on, that is what you're going to be messing with. It also changes the center. But you physically, like, are putting it on and you can take it on and off. Yes. You can switch them out for different uh, lenses on a camera, too. Okay. Is, and is this, does the, do the lenses come with the cam? Like you bought, you said you bought a bunch of cameras. Are you having to buy that set, the lenses separately from the cameras or do they come with it? They come with one standard one usually. Um, it's nothing really big. Um, but if you want to get farther distances, you definitely have to invest with other lenses. Okay. Have you, and you bought other lenses? Yes. In addition to the cameras. So like what, I guess when you're buying other lenses, like when you say farther distances, you're talking like, what, like 100x zoom or how like is that the right way to think about that or how are we think about lenses in terms of like is there the zoom type of thing or it's not zoom they call it with a different type of focuses and i'll tell you like the smallest focus that might be 50 versus up to like 150 they'll give you a range so that's how much that actual lens would go um oh. As for all the type of lenses out there, there's all different ranges. So. Okay. Okay. So uh, we got aperture, shutter speed, lenses. Is there anything else with the camera uh, that, you know, you're adjusting or changing as you're taking a photo? Like when you set up to take a shot, do you automatically know like, all right, this is exactly the settings I'm going to need? Or are you just constantly toying with settings as you're trying to take your shot? Usually for an event, I kind of do a test shot of my settings for that type of day, like if it's outdoors, because if there's a lot of sun, you have to take that into account. Um, but usually you do a test shot, see if you're in the right area. If you're doing film photography, obviously you're not going to know until you develop that film. Mm. And that one becomes the, oh no, the dreadful feeling once you see them. Gotcha. So it's one of those where like, ideally, the more expert you are, the better the film photography is going to be. Yes. So okay. for example, we went to a trip and my film, this is when I was first learning. We went to West Virginia. My film was a little bit on the brighter side, right? But I had learned my camera um, 
the aperture dial was busted a little. Oh, okay. So when I developed the photos, I seen that on the film it looked darker. So it's going to be more bleached out when you use the enlarger and develop the photo itself. Okay. Okay. So like, let's say you're taking, you, you mentioned, you, especially on a sunny day, so like, do you only have to tweak it once then and then the rest of the photos you just don't mess with it or like are you constantly like you know for each different setting like let's say you know uh, for example at a wedding right you never like yeah you're trying to take pictures all in the same area but like for sometimes like especially if it's like you know hey you're taking one of like the set of the bride one set of the groom or you're taking it of the guest and whatnot they're going to be in different areas they're not usually always going to be in the same area but you have to do you have to adjust for each setting then um, when it's supposed like, or, or is it, you know, fairly straightforward to, to keep it the same there? And then like, and then I'll ask follow up question after that, but, but okay. if you're using automatic, yeah. it's going to be like your phone, but I tend to use the manual. So when I take photos of certain people in certain areas, I just have to be mindful of the amount of light that's in the area. So if it was super sunny during the event and now it's starting to become cloudy or starting to go nighttime I have to adjust for that okay all right and then um, ne my, my next question here is more so on uh, outdoors nature type you mentioned like you like taking pictures of, of stuff with water mm -hmm. I guess um, what is the to you at least what is the coolest thing you've taken a picture of with water that you've been like hey this is this is pretty awesome and then on, on top of that, like, so that, that that's like the first question. And then the second question is like, have you ever taken a picture of an animal before? And like, how hard is it to capture uh, an animal? Cause they're moving, right? So you're trying to take a still photo of something that's moving. How hard is that? So I guess first question is what's your favorite water photo? And two, have you ever taken a picture of an animal still shot? Um, my favorite shot that I took is actually off of Lake Michigan when we were in Michigan. Um, I did it with one of my cameras, obviously. Um, it's pretty much you can get the whole sand feel, the water, and then how the sun is actually glistening off the waves. And it's it's very, I think, very, captivating. very captivating. Captivating? Yes. Like Do you have this picture? And, and you know, I'm not asking you to get it out right now by any means, but it'd be something where, if, you know, if, uh, I don't know if you posted it before, if you'd be willing to post it, I don't know how, because uh, I don't know how that works. Obviously it's your work, so you want to make sure you get credit for it. Uh, and I don't want anyone stealing your work by any means. Uh, but that, I think that'd be something pretty cool for people to see, like what it looks like when you have the end product of a, of a properly taken photo um, and, and all that. So, um, and then the animal question. Um, I have taken pictures of animals. More specifically, I am a dog person, so I have taken photos with both film and the uh, automatic cameras. Okay, and but, then is is a hard is a hard thing because they're they're moving around, right? It's not like yeah, you could get a dog to sit, uh, but you know it's only for so long. Like, how hard is it to get a a picture of a moving object? And like, you know, is the fact that they're moving impact the still photo? Is it become like? You know, you see sometimes um, some of these photos are very clear and sometimes they can get, I'm sure, blurry photos, right? Is that, that, a, that a problem that you run into? It depends on what you're going after. Okay. So, like, I have pictures of my two dogs running and I got it as a still photo while they're holding a Frisbee together. Um, I've had photos with the black and white camera 
where I was sitting on the ground in front of this dog holding a ball trying to get her to stay still, but she kept jumping at me. So I took that photo and it's clear with her eyes, but because she was jumping at me and barking at me, you can see that the nose becomes out of focus, but it's all entertaining. And it's like, you can see that she's determined in that photo. It just depends on what you're going for. Okay. And then uh, you mentioned you wanted to take photography. You, you've liked photography since high school. Uh, and you took a class in college of black, you said black and white film. Cl film class in high school is where have you other than uh, other than college, other than that, other than that class, where have you learned uh, your photography skills from? Are you just going off of the Internet? Are you just doing trial and error with your own camera? Is there like a class that you took? Is there a person that you went to that like, hey, this person like knows photography and you, you learn from them? Like, how did you? learn more about photography other than that class? Like what is, what are the avenues for, for learning photography? Believe it or not, I've done trial and error for a good portion of it. Okay. Uh, I mean, after you kind of get the basics of, that's why I started off with the phone. Um, after you start getting the basics of like how to set the camera, you can kind of get what you want and everything with angles and positioning all depends on what type of view you want. If you're trying to capture something specific or, anything like that trial and error trial and error would yeah. you be would you, is it something where like you would be interested in taking a class on photography is that like something that would ever interest you or like do you know i guess other people that are doing photography as well that like um that you've seen that like oh man this person also takes cool photographs as well or or is that something that you're like hey this is like a hobby that like i haven't really seen anyone else i mean obviously there are people that do it but like that you're just because I am curious, like, obviously, um, everyone's got their own different techniques, I'm sure. And it's not always going to be the same. So I'm curious if you've, if you've ever learned anything through those methods or not. I mean, yeah, you can always watch different things. So, like, again, I know popularity is leaving this aperture open. I think I mentioned it earlier. And what people are doing is having one model sit still. And then they're taking lights and doing a design with it. And then moving out of the way so that way you're capturing only the person standing still and the light dancing around them so okay. there's stuff like that you can learn definitely with other avenues okay um how much does a camera cost if someone's trying to buy a new camera what what do they what can they expect to shell out in terms of money for like and like are there things such as like as a person who knows nothing about this, I guess the question would be, are there, is there a thing such as like a starter camera versus like, if you wanted to just start learning photography versus like a mid-level versus like a professional versus like a national geographic level <laughs> camera. Like I'm sure there's differences in cost and features. Uh, as you mentioned, there's different lenses. Uh, you know, how much would a, like, how much would a camera reasonably cost somebody if they wanted to buy a camera? How much would you expect that they would pay for that? I would expect them to pay at least like 300 to like 700 bucks, depending on what they're going for um, at the time. I know lenses are at least a hundred bucks. Okay. So, I mean, that, that explains why photography in general is expensive, especially if you're going, you know, you have a wedding or some type of event, you know, if you're not looking to, you're not going to get something for a hundred bucks. If the lens itself costs a hundred bucks, I mean, like these photographers have to make money. They have to have some way of making money. So it's going to be expensive that way. Um, and you should kind of expect that. Okay. Um, anything else specific to photography that you kind of wanted to, to touch on uh, that we haven't talked about? Um, 
Not right now. I mean, if you're interested in learning, I would say start off with film because that's where you get the biggest understanding and trying to develop it. But take the course. Don't try to do it on your own. The other thing I would mention. So is it when you say take the course, is this something like, could I do it at like COD at a community college? And yeah. Just take the class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because you got to learn the background on a dark room and what an enlargement is and the chemicals. But if you really want to try something that's different, go to a photography store. There's a bunch of them. You can Google them and get a piece of photo paper, right? Go into a dark room, take some dandelions, toss them on uh, like an old frame, put the photo paper. Again, the room has to be dark. Put the photo paper on top of that, close the picture frame, and go put it outside and go see what it does to the paper. Okay. Make an interesting art piece for yourself. Yeah. Dang, okay. Um, again, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, feel free to ask at the Reach and Mission Podcast. Again, I will find a way to relay it to Kat, and uh, we'll make sure to get you an answer if we can, and uh, we'll, we'll figure all that out if you're interested. Uh, Kat, I see that you have the photo that you had mentioned with the water and the, and the beach and the sand, I should say, and the sky and the sun, and it, um, it does look pretty cool. Uh, up to you on, on whether or not you want to let us post it. Uh, we can kind of discuss that after the podcast. Um, but I want to say thank you for coming on. How, how was it? How was being on the podcast? I didn't die. <laughs> you didn't die. That's true. You did not die. Um, well, thank you for coming on. I'm going to get into today's positive thought of the day. Uh, today's positive thought of the day is all you can do is try. And uh, so basically, it's, it's as straightforward as it seems. All you can do is try. Again, it's, it's, similar, to, um, it's similar to some of the other stuff that uh, I've done. It's all you can do is try. Um, you know, sometimes uh, people are going to ask you to do things uh, that you've never done. Sometimes people are going to ask you to do things that are challenging. Uh, and all you can do is try to do them. Uh, the expectation that you're going to be perfect or being the best person in the world at something the first time you try it is unreasonable. Uh, short of like, you know, some of the, there, there's people that have natural abilities and then there's the majority of us, the 99.99999% of us that don't have these natural abilities and it takes time to learn it. So all you could do is try. And if you try, uh, you know, you might find that something good comes out of it. Something you might suck at it too and realize that like, hey, this was not for me. But all you could do is try and if you try it, um, uh, you know, it'll just be something else that you've, you've done and that you might get a story out of it, too. So uh, that is my positive thought of the day. All you can do is try. Kat, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Don't run away, I guess. <laughs> don't, don't run away. Okay. Um, well, I, again, thank you for being on. I appreciate it. Um, did you want to sign us off? Sure. So thank you for listening to the Rishi Mishra podcast and have a good day.